choir and congregation for singing us into Easter. There's a quote I've been carrying with me this week that says that we are Easter people in a Good Friday world. And that feels really true from my vantage point. And I would say that that's really true this morning, too. We're these kind of people that live in between times where we proclaim something that we hold on to with hope. But you don't exactly have all of the evidence that we need to say that it's true that God has made all things new. We believe that in faith. This morning, as you've heard at various times and and in the service, even in the prayer, uh, we're grieving this morning with folks around the world, particularly Christians uh, in Sri Lanka, who have died this morning from, from terrorist attacks. And so folks that gathered in worship on Easter Sunday to proclaim new life, have been greeted with the harsher realities of what it means to live in this world. We arrive at Easter because we have traveled through the wilderness, traveled through all of the pain of what it meant for Christ to be in this world, for God to take on flesh and live among us. And it wasn't exactly a vacation to do so. It was this deep commitment to stay with us, even when things get really hard. Now, we're moving into this time of baptism this morning. And if you've had your own experience with baptism, you have all of this meaning you've brought to the act. We have really two uh, sacraments in our congregation that we hold uh, with some tenderness and dearness. And that's communion or the Lord's Supper and then also baptism. And both of those rituals, both of these practices are shot through with the language of death. In fact, that's been all of Lent, has been leaning into where Christ is leading us. And so we are proclaiming loud hosannas and we are full of all of the joy that Easter promises us. But we have a tension inside, if we're being honest, that the world's not exactly put to right. And so even in joy, we... Join with those who are grieving still. Our story begins in Genesis in a garden. And in that garden, God makes all things and calls all things very, very good. We know the story doesn't stay there for very long. Because of circumstances told uh, with poetry. Mortality enters into the picture. We we become frail in a way that is new to us. And all of creation starts to fracture. And all of that happens in this primal garden called Eden. We never forget this garden. It, in fact, follows us all throughout the scriptures. It shows up again in the wilderness in Exodus and build a tabernacle. And then it especially shows up on the day that we remember this morning. You heard the reading from Matthew's gospel. That it's early on the first day of the week while it was still dark outside, that the tomb is empty, and the tomb is not exactly in a graveyard, it's in a garden. Now, you can't exactly see what I can see, maybe a little bit. You'll notice above me here, there is this beautiful uh, painted relief work, and this is a very common theme inside baptistries, inside baptismal fonts, which is the imagery of the garden. We are back in the garden where God is making all things new again. 
above me is the tree of life. And you have these branches that are spreading open and all of these leaves that are reaching out. And at the end of the scriptures, in the book of Revelation, it says that there will be this tree planted in the midst of creation, in the new Jerusalem. This final home for all of creation. And there God will plant the tree of life and that its branches and its leaves will be for the healing of all of the world. Friends, you have come into this space full of hope and full of tension. Trying to figure out what it means that Christ was raised both back then and what's the song we just sang? Christ the Lord is risen when? Today. There's something real that's happening right now. This resurrection moment. And that's what we're going to lean into. Now, here's what I want you to know about the folks that are about to come down to be baptized before we pray for them. Uh, I've been able to share in their stories and in some of their journey, as some of you have as well. And this morning, they're going to each tell a bit of their own testimony, bearing witness to the way God has been at work in their lives. And you will hear in each of their stories that there is this kind of deep-seated grief that has been at work. And here's the surprise, is that our... Our faith is not bright-sided. It's not just sort of happy, clappy optimism. We are not, in fact, people of naive optimism. We are people of hope. And so somehow the grief that each of these folks have experienced has led them closer to God. Because it turns out that God never leaves us or forsakes us. That is our hope at Easter. That God stayed put with us through everything. To make all things new. Yes, it is still a Good Friday world in so many ways. And we all know the stories we're carrying. But everything that needed to be done to set the world right has been done. For us and for all of creation. We are the kind of people who can smile And laugh and cry at the same time. I think about Mary as I stand here today. All of the things she must have felt that first morning of Easter. And I invite you into that space of reflection. Where joy grows slowly. With the recognition that this is in fact God's world. And that God has seen it and blessed it. Into a good future. One of the things about baptism is we will revisit these acts, particularly whenever we do funerals and memorials. Because what we are witnessing is in miniature, both the life of Christ and the life of faith. Which is that we stay with Christ on Christ's journey, on Christ's way, wherever it leads. And it turns out it leads to a weakening, to an invitation into vulnerability. In fact, into a death pattern. And Christ's raising tells us that death is in fact not as strong as death thought it was. And that we are not bound by the things that we thought were final. And so the language in the baptismal liturgy is buried with Christ in his death and raised to walk in new life. In fact, just above the cross... Behind me, it says this same phrase. Buried with Christ and risen with Christ. And so that is what we are witnessing this morning. As you watch these folks go under the water, 
and watch them come out facing into their new lives. We're asking that you would not just be observers. This is not a performance, but you would be participants bearing witness to the promises made today. The confession of faith that we are asking these folks to hold and to make true in their lives more and more is that Jesus is Lord. And that phrase itself, it cuts out a lot of other claims of authority, of agency and allegiance in our lives. And each of them are at a different point in understanding what it might mean that Jesus is Lord today, tomorrow, and the next. And I would ask as you hear these words that you take them into your own heart. If you've been baptized, that you remember your own baptism. And what it might mean that Jesus is Lord of all of creation. Because that is also what God raised Jesus to be. So friends, would you pray with me as we get ready for these baptisms? God, you've led us into these waters. Somehow you've made this a part of the path on your way. I pray for Kiani, for Christina, and for Ron. That as they bear witness to you working in their lives, as they as they fall into these waters, that you would raise them. And all of the ways that their hearts have atrophied, that their limbs have stopped moving them forward, that they have fallen off the path, that you would set them right, that this would be a day that they would remember and hold fast. God, for all of those here who have been in these waters before, that you would remind them of the vows that they have taken. We are so thankful that you've made this possible. That we don't have to carry all of our old stuff out of these waters, but we may leave lightly burdened with the promises you've given us. God, we give thanks for new life that we feel all around us. Yes, there is despair. We pray for our friends and family, for this larger communion of saints in Sri Lanka and around the world who are grieving. And we hold that sadness with all of the joy we feel on this day. Of the children we hear in this room making the noises of new life. For all the families who are carrying the promise of children in their wombs. For all that you want to birth in us. Oh, it is very, very good to be in your presence. And so, these are our prayers. Take them to your heart. In Christ's name, amen. Okay, friends. I want to introduce you, if you don't know these folks, to a few of my friends who I've been talking with, uh, myself and the rest of the pastoral staff, for a while now. Uh, We have three baptisms this morning. Kiani, uh, Walt, Christina Lemaire, and Ron Lee. And uh, so each of them are going to be able to come forward, and they're going to share some of their story with you. And uh, and then we're going to go through the ritual of baptism together. So I'm going to ask if Kiani, would you come on down and join me? So Kiani has been part of our congregation for a while now, has been in our youth program, uh, one of our students, but also has found her way into all kinds of service and uh, volunteering. So often you'll find Kiani here like as early as we're here, which is way earlier than y'all are here. 
on a Sunday, uh, working the connections desk, helping out with hospitality. She's become, I would say, a really good friend and a sort of mentor to my own daughter, Ruthie, who's eight years old, who often helps her out in hospitality. It's a real joy to be able to welcome her uh, into these waters. Now, I'm going to ask at this time... If though anybody who's been part of Kiani's own journey of faith, a family, friends, people who have taught her, folks who have worked with her in hospitality, anyone who is celebrating this day with her, if you would just stand for a moment where you are at this time, sort of spread out all around the congregation. Thank you. These are your people. Y'all can be seated. Uh, I like to say that you don't end up in these waters alone. And this journey is not one that you take like that hero's journey of the rugged individual, but it's the family of faith that carries you here. So thank you for all the work you've done to get us to this point. Um, I'm going to ask Kiani if she would share some of her testimony she's written down for you. So here are these words. I grew up in a church, but I never really understood God and how he worked until a few years ago. When my grandparents died. After they passed, I I felt very lost and didn't really understand why they had to go so soon. I started to withdraw and felt alone because I missed them so much. Now I want to trust God and his work more in my life. I have come to accept him In my circumstances, I remember one sermon by Pastor John Jay that helped me understand God's purposes for people in their lives and the timing when people need to pass by. I know my grandparents fulfilled their purpose in life and that God has a purpose and his timing for me too. My mom has also been an inspiration to me because I have seen God, how God has worked in her life, and I have experienced God's power to change me too. One of the reasons why I want to be baptized is to be closer to God, and I feel like it would help me to fully embrace who I am as a child of God and not just as a citizen in this cold world. I would like to be closer to God because I know now I understand the difference between knowing about him and actually trying to follow him and live like the the Christian child I was born to be. We do know that it wasn't Jesus who was the first preacher on Easter Sunday, but in fact was the women who showed up at the tomb surprised that resurrection had happened. Uh, Kiani, you are our first preacher for the day, and thank you for sharing this story of your own faith. Now, I want to ask you, in front of God and all of these witnesses, uh, what is your profession of faith? Jesus is Lord. It's upon your profession of faith that I baptize you, my sister in Christ, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Buried with Christ in his death. And raised to walk in new life.
So you can't see what I can see because we've got other friends and helpers who are just over here in the wings. And uh, it's lovely to see these folks embrace and share in this journey together. Uh, I want to introduce you to Christina LaMare. If you don't know Christina, she's a good friend of mine. Her and Dan and Marley are part of our congregation. Uh, come on down here, Christina. Uh, also Pablo the Pig, who's not here, but also part of their family. I feel remiss if I wouldn't mention Pablo the Pig. Uh, Last year at Easter, Marley, who is uh, Christina and Dan's daughter, who's right back here, was baptized in these waters. And so today, Christina uh, joins in this journey. Christina has been, well, I'll be real honest, has been a bit of a witness to me and my own faith. Uh, There's something about her, like, effervescent personality. Is that fair? Some This phrase I carry around with me, like a champagne soul, just sort of bubbles over. That's Christina. And uh, so if you don't know her and her family, you should you should meet them. Uh, but she's been living in her faith in some really meaningful and grounding ways for a long time now and has been waiting for this moment uh, to enter into the waters of baptism. So I'm going to ask the same question I asked before. If you are part of her journey, family who's with her, friends who have served with her, uh, folks in the choir who have sang with her, uh, would you please stand at this time so we can see you and so Christina can see you? Y'all can be seated. I'm going to ask Christina, would you share your story? Come on. There is only one reason I stand before you today as a witness to the healing power of hope that is in Jesus Christ. In a time where death was hovering over my family in the name of cancer, it was the witness of my mother and her suffering that illuminated the power and strength of the Holy Spirit. It is on this reflection alone that I bear witness to you today that I am saved by my faith through grace in Jesus Christ. I often look back during that time and marvel at the presence of God during the most devastating time of my life. I would not be who I am today if it wasn't for my mother. Perhaps the single most precious gift she has given me was the witness of the glow of a woman devoted to God, strength from faith in knowing who she was, and absolute assurance in where she would be going once her purpose in perfect divine order was done. From the moment of her departure to this moment right now in front of you, I have devoted my life to Christ in the power and strength of the Holy Spirit. It is an honor, and I humbly walk into the space of the power of God's work in my life and until my last breath is taken. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's an honor to share this space with you and this day with you, Christina. Uh, it is obvious from knowing you and your family the way that God is at work in your life and the witness that you have been exhibiting to everyone who knows you, your family, first of all. Uh, So it's with gratitude that I get to be here and share this time. Um, Let me ask you, in front of these friends, in front of this family, in front of God, what is your profession of faith? Jesus is Lord. It's upon your profession of faith that I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, buried with Christ in his death, raised to walk in new life. It's the best Easter, y'all. This is the very best. Our last uh, friend who's being baptized this morning is Ron. And uh, Ron and his family sit kind of right in this section over here. 
uh, by where the Ellis's are sitting, and I, I see them each time when I'm preaching. Uh, Ron and his family, they, they keep a low profile, um, but when they speak, it matters, and they make their words count. So when Ron called me uh, a few months back and said he was ready for baptism and started to tell me his story, it was really powerful. And I remember telling him, uh, do you remember this, Ron, that, that there are things that you have been experiencing in the journey you've taken with God that is... Uh, It's going to matter to other people. The beauty about having these folks share their stories this morning and to be your preachers is that they have lived lives that I've not and the other people on staff may have not experienced. And they have known God in ways that is unique to them. And Ron especially shares in that experience. Uh, So I'm going to invite Ron if you would come on down. Friends, family, church, I would ask, we've got a lot of your families kind of like right here in the middle. You see them all? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll ask if anyone, if you would stand, friends or family, folks who have known uh, Ron, who have walked with him, uh, would you stand at this time so he could see you and celebrate with you as well? Y'all can be seated. You wrote this testimony multiple times, over and over again. Yes. And uh, these words feel like poetry and well-crafted and from his heart. So I'm going to invite if you would share those with our congregation. Now. Sure. This is a very special day for my family and a very special day to me. I want to start off by thanking everyone coming and supporting me today. My name is Ronald Lee. I am 60 years of age, married over 41 years have two daughters and eight great, eight grandchildren. I am blessed with many family members, friends, and neighbors. I have chosen to be baptized as an adult because I want to restore my faith and have a fresh start with God. Over three and a half years ago, I had and still having a really tough time when our grandson completed suicide at the age of 13. I felt myself separated from God and my life shattered. I come back to God About two years ago, our niece Nina introduced me to the First Baptist Church in Pasadena. When I attended my first service, a little over a year ago, I felt a tug on my heart to be baptized, to be washed in the blood and risen again as a new person. I'm choosing to be spiritually renewed to his son and to come with him with open arms. I'm excited to take the next step in my journey with the Lord for all the remaining balance of my life. Y'all have heard this story, this testimony, this witness of faith. For those of you who do not yet know Ron, I would invite you uh, to meet this brother in Christ and to hear his story from his own mouth. Thank you for sharing and letting us be a part of bearing witness to this. Thank you. Now let me ask you, what is your profession of faith? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Jesus is Lord. Yeah. It is upon this profession of faith. It is my honor to baptize you, my brother, in Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. You're buried with Christ in his death. And raised to walk in new life.
There are times in the life of faith and folks I meet all of the time in worship services and in church that assume they'll be ready to walk toward God once their life is in order. Once everything makes sense, once they've solved their depression or their sadness or addictions or whatever it is that we carry around with us that we assume makes us so far away from God. But you have heard today and I have heard that it is often when we fall so far down that we can't see light anymore that we find God. And if you assumed coming in today that God was only found in the bright parts of life, then I hope that you have been availed of that notion. Part of the promise of Christ's walk toward the cross is that God is found in all places, in all seasons. Now today is the day of resurrection. And so we're going to continue to sing together with hallelujahs and hosannas and joy. With boldness going forth, hearing these words from these witnesses that they would carry our hearts toward God's hearts. Would you pray with me as we close this time out and continue to sing together? Thank you, God, for these friends, for Kiani, for Christina and Ron, for the lives that they have lived to this point and the ways that they have with courage told their story. Make all of us brave enough to bear witness to the way that you are at work in our lives. Even if we don't know how to put words to it, God, give us language. And even if we barely believe it, give us faith. You are making all things new, even us, even our tattered lives. So raise us to new life again today. This is our prayer. In the triune name of God, Father, Son, and Spirit. Amen. Let's continue in worship.